to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. This is Elisa Connor. I'm your host, and I'm so grateful you're here. This week, we are learning seven ways to grow our email list. Now, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know uh, that growing your email list is one of the best ways to grow your business. Um, It is, in fact, more effective than any other tool out there to help you grow your business. It has somewhere between 350 and 400% return on investment. Um, And with the busyness and, I don't know, over... (laughs) overabundance of people on social media posting things, it is really hard to get traction on social media without um, one, paying for it, and two, being really different. Um, So I'm not advising that you don't use social media, but I am advising that if you're going to use social media, that you're driving people to your email list because then they become captive attention um, and you have the opportunity to reach out and connect with them. So you may have noticed there was not an episode last week, and that was a combination of the 4th of July and preparing for my son's graduation party. So, um, and an an inundation of a lot of different projects that are coming to completion. So I apologize that there was no episode last week, but um, you will have one this week and also a special guest coming next week. So with that being said, let's hop right into it. So I'm sure you're wondering like, okay, what are these awesome seven ideas for growing my email? list. Um, I'm going to start with the one that will never work or rarely works, I should say. Um, And that is sign up for my newsletter. Nobody wants to sign up for your newsletter. If you are like most people out there, um, you are already over inundated with email in your inbox. And so in order to stand out in an inbox, you really need to have something different, unique, um, and a way to solve a problem that people are thinking about. And the way to know that is by getting in touch with who your audience is and getting to know them really well. I recently worked with a client who went through this practice with me on a one-on-one basis, and she was just flabbergasted at what she learned when she started seeking out information about her ideal clients, because she thought she knew them really well. but come to find out some of the things that she was going to create and put a lot of time and energy into, they weren't even interested in. And so it made it, it, made it really easy for us to pivot because we hadn't created a bunch of content um, that people didn't want. So the same goes for growing your email list. So instead of creating um, you know, whatever it is you want to grow your list with, I always uh, recommend that you reach out to your audience, even if you don't, if you don't have an audience yet, reach out to some people that would be ideal um, clientele for you and get opinions before you put all the effort and time into creating a resource or, um, you know, putting together a challenge or whatever that is, because a lot of times you can spin your wheels creating content that nobody wants. And you don't want to do that. That that takes a lot of your time, a lot of your energy, and both of those things cost money in the end. So now you know what not to do. Let's jump in. What, what are some things that work well and that you could try? Number one is to create an email course. And this is a really, if you don't have a list, this could be a little bit harder. Um, 
but you could also get people to sign up for your email course. And this is where you teach um, your audience something very specific that they want to learn. So for example, if you were, here's a perfect one. If you were a hairdresser and you wanted to teach people how to cut their own bangs, maybe you stretched it out over three or four or five emails and showed them different bang cuts they could do, showed them um, what to do and what not to do, what tools to use, um, how to um, get a certain look, with when they're trimming, what to do if you screw it up, all those kinds of things. That is something people would pay for, especially in today's world. Um, you know, hairstylists are, are open, but you know, a lot of times they're way behind after being closed for so long and we don't know how long they're gonna stay open. So by creating that email course, that's a great way for you to grow your email list. And um, how that works is, you know, you would send an email each day with a new video or tip or however you want to screenshots, however you wanted to show people or both. Um, another great arena that this would work in is if you were going to do something like meal planning, you wanted to teach people how to plan meal or um, plan meals or one that just came into my mind because I've been doing a lot of organizing um, around my house is like, you know, five days to clean every closet in your house. And that would be a great email grow uh, list grower because people always need to clean out their, their closets and they never get it done. And um, if you had some really vi valuable tips on what they could do every single day for those five days, that's a great way to grow your list and also grow your list with people. What's really important about this is grow your list with people who are your ideal client, because you don't want to just put a bunch of people on your list to say, Hey, I got 500,000 people on my list who will never buy from me. That is not um, going to be helpful for you at all in the long run. So number one is to create an email list and talk about, um, one specific problem that you're going to solve for several days and then don't leave them hanging. You heard me, heard me talk about that before. Um, nurture that list and then move them into your sales funnel in some, some way or form. So number two, my second idea is to create a template of something that you do in your business um, that people would be able to utilize really quickly and get a quick win. So an example, if we go back to meal planning is maybe you have a grocery shopping list that you have people opt in and get that um, marks down not only, you know, what they should be buying for their meal prep for the week or for the month or whatever you're helping them do. Um, but also, you know, where a lot of times if you aren't familiar with a grocery store because you're not really a chef, knowing where to find those ingredients is really helpful. Like you're going to find all of these in the canned soup aisle or, you know, things like that. And it seems really counterintuitive, like people should know where that is in the store. But the reality is, is the people that you're trying to attract may not be that familiar with a grocery store or they may not even know um, what an artichoke looks like or how to buy an artichoke or how to cut it up. Um, and so we take for granted a lot of the things that we do on a regular basis because it's easy for us. But if we're really going after an audience that um, isn't that familiar with it and might need, they need help meal prepping, we don't know what else they need help with. And so again, asking is always priority number one, but priority number two is don't assume that people know what you know or what you take as second nature because they don't. Um, so creating a template, another example of a template that you could use is um, 
for one of the things that I have um, created as a resource for my clients is called the Headline Helper. And it's a, a resource I put together that helps you write really powerful headlines for your um, emails so they get opened. And I have had more people say, I love that resource so much because they go to it. It's a go-to resource um, for them to easily go, oh yeah, I should do this or I should mix this up. And it's not that they're going to use every item in that um, helper every time, but when they need a little bit of help to come up with a unique headline or come up with an idea, they have that resource. And so that's just a template I put together based on um, something I do all the time, which is a ton of email writing. Um, so think about what kind of template you could create for your business. Um, so one, if we're going to use our hairstyle example, a great template for um, if you if you had a hair business that you could create for people is, you know, a um, a template to help them choose the best color for the season. So a lot of times when I go to my um, hair hair aficionado, Hannah, she does a great job, is we will change the highlights and lowlights of my hair based on the season. And so maybe you come up with like, if you have this color hair, oh, these colors are really not going to be good for you. And, you know, to keep track of the hair color you put in there, if you want to know. Um, and for the fall, you know, like I have, um, my hair is naturally more brown. And so, you know, for the fall, I like to do a little bit more copper and a little bit deeper brown. Um, but in the summer, I like to lighten it up. So that's just an idea. I don't, you know, I don't know a ton about hair, but you might have another resource that would be a better option for your clients, but just kind of tracking, you know, um, when you colored it, what you put in it. And, um, just so that the client knows and can be, um, have an expectation. Like one of the things that Hannah is really good at is setting the expectation of if you have, um, your roots done, you should plan on having those redone at this specified time. Like don't go past this time because it's a big pain. Um, if you are having highlights, this is how often you need to refresh those so that your hair doesn't look drab and out of, um, it's incongruent because you have all these dark parts and then you have light parts and it looks really splotchy. And so something like that, if you can come up with something like that for your business, um, that is going to be a great way to grow your email list because people will want that. Number three is to create a quiz. Now, a little forewarning on quizzes. They are a little bit more, um, not only time intensive, but you have to really think through the questions, what the results are going to be at the end, and then how you're going to nurture those individual results. So typically I just did a quiz, um, for the same client I mentioned earlier. And typically you're going to have at least a few categories. She had three and it, you're going to have at least two, if not more. And so those categories in order to speak to the needs of the people taking the quiz need to have separate email sequences. And so if you're going to do a quiz, don't just have one generic answer for everybody. That is the worst and people will hate your quiz and they won't tell anyone about it and you don't want that. Um, but what's great about a quiz is that it helps to build conversation. Um, it's a great way to segment your list so you can develop really specific um, content for the people based on their answers. And you can also get really valuable insight from your audience on what they're interested in, what they're not interested in, where they are in their um, 
in their journey and their buying cycle. Um, and so if you create a quiz and you do it well and don't, uh, some other don'ts or don't make it too long and don't make it complicated, um, it can be a great list builder. People love to take quizzes. That's why they're always taking quizzes on Facebook. You see people's quizzes all the time, but um, it can't feel salesy. I don't know how else to put that. Um, because if it does, it's a huge turnoff to the people that want to take quizzes. They want it to be fun. They want it to be interesting. They want to find out the result right away. Um, and then if you're going to add them to your email list, they don't want to receive a bunch of stuff that doesn't apply to the answers they gave you. So um, just beware of that and uh, know that there's a little bit more effort and a little bit more creativity that has to go into that email growth strategy um, because it can work really well, but you also have to, you can't just whip it up in a day. Um, and I did a little bit of research on quiz platforms, so I may talk about that in another episode. I actually have that on my list for Q3 to do a little test on... Um, you know, a quiz for my business. So I will let you know how that goes. And also um, during that episode, if you all would like to um, give you some feedback on different quiz software that you can use to create a quiz for yourself. Um, but I don't want to recommend those until I have a chance to really try them out. So that's why I'm holding back a little bit, but I have two or three that I'm going to test out and I'll let you know which one I like the best and why I like it. Um, and, and then I will be able to give you a more accurate, um, interpretation of that quiz software. So number three is to grow a quiz. Number four is to turn your actual book into an ebook. And I have seen people do this really well. Um, writing a book is on a lot of people's bucket lists and there's still a little bit of, of disillusionment out there that you're going to write a book and make a million dollars. Well, with the distribution and companies like Amazon that are helping distribute books, the likelihood that you're going to even sell over 30 books is pretty slim. That's the average. Most people only sell 30, 30 um, books total after they write it. And that's a lot of effort. Um, so books really can work well to help you grow your authority and to showcase your expertise and to build connection depending on what they are. Um, but a great way to build your email list is to give away either your book as an ebook or to give away part of your book. Now, people that do this really well are fiction authors and they, um, I don't know if you have run across this experience or not, but they will give away the first book of a series um, in the Kindle store, for example, and then they get you hooked. <laughs> then you've got to buy book one through nine to keep reading the series. Um, so I've seen it done that way where people will, you know, give away one book in the Kindle store for free and um, they have your information then, even if you register and get it through Amazon. But a better way to do it is to put it on your website and build your own list so you don't have to go through the hoops of figuring out what's what on Amazon um, and give away that first book and then kind of talk about, you know, what that first book is and, um, you know, a little bit about the story and the characters. And what I think works really well in that, in that instance is when you're telling the story about how the book came into creation, people love stories. Um, and so, you know, how, how you got the idea to create the book and um, the thought process behind the book and that kind of stuff and who it works well for. And so um, 
if you don't want to give away the entire book uh, and you just want to give away part of it, what I've seen really work well is um, to just you know, give away the first couple of chapters. And of course you would want to do this electronically. And then I've also seen people um, give away the hard copy of their book and just have people pay shipping. So um, depending on what your sales funnel is, now the people that are doing that definitely have a very different sales funnel and they'll give away the book for free, but then they want you to move into their paid program of some sort. So of course, everything that I am recommending comes with the um, preface of you need to test each of these things and see which one is going to work for you. There's no one quick works for all solution, which is why I'm giving you seven ideas. Um, but if you're creating a book, um, think about how you could position either part of that or all of it as an ebook and get that um, out to potential audience members and then gather their their email information so you can continue to nurture them and get them to either purchase more books or move into another piece of your sales funnel. So that's number four. Number five is to create a challenge. And I've done several challenges. I'm actually getting ready to do another one here in July. Um, but a challenge is really great because it has a it's a way for people to work through a specific process and um, get you can get real-time feedback and then move them into whatever the next piece of your sales funnel is towards the end. And so the trick with this is that you don't wanna to teach too much because then they can't get through and get a result. Um, but you don't want to teach too little either because then people are like, that was a waste. You know, <clears throat> I signed up for this and I didn't get the result I thought I would. And um, now they're marketing to me every two minutes. And so um, <clears throat> it's definitely a fine line of getting that to work well for your business. But the other thing about a challenge is that um, you have to commit to showing up every single day. You can't just put it on autopilot and have it work. Um, I've seen people do that and it doesn't work well. People need to be able to ask questions. They need to um, have additional training. So however you set that up as a challenge, I recommend that you somehow interact with people on a, on a regular basis, like daily, even if it's just to answer questions. Um, but a challenge is a great way to grow your email list. I've used that several times in the past, I really like it. Um, and I have uh, typically in my business, I have two to three lead magnets going at a time to grow my list, um, usually based on what's, you know, coming down the pipeline for me. So um, create a challenge experience and there. I think challenges are really fun. And it's a great way to um, get your feet wet if you don't really know which of these two to try first. Um, but just think about a problem in, in people's businesses and what would help them the most and then uh, work, work them through a challenge. So number six is to host a webinar. And people don't love the word webinar. And so you may wanna just call it a, a, a free training or an opportunity to learn blank live today. Um, but there are definitely some nuances with creating a webinar. One is, is that you really need to have a platform that enables you to have a conversation with people. And so if you're gonna host a webinar, what that means is that if people have questions during the webinar, or they wanna be able to um, stop you on a certain point, you need to have the ability for them to either 
type in a comment or, you know, somehow send in a question or something. Um, and oftentimes if you're teaching, you need to have somebody else managing that piece of it so that they, a lot of times when you're, when you're doing a webinar, there can be a lot of chatting going on between participants and questions can get lost. And so I highly recommend if you're going to do a webinar and you know that there are going to be a lot of questions that you get somebody, even if it's a friend, um, or a, somebody on your team to come and help on the webinar. But then ultimately the webinar, what the other, um, kind of hiccup I see people create with a webinar is they don't connect it to the sales funnel. I find that more often than not. So they go and they teach all this wonderful stuff and then people go off and they're like, oh, that's awesome. And they never sell them into anything else at the end of the webinar. And um, giving away all your knowledge isn't helping them and it's not helping you because ultimately they may attend the webinar, but they're never, 95% of them will never go do anything with it. And so they might be in your list, but um, there's no, you know, way for you to move them forward. And so if you don't feel comfortable selling on the webinar, at least have like the next step of your sales funnel mapped out before you do the webinar. So maybe that's, you know, um, continuing in the conversation elsewhere or letting them know that you have the opportunity to uh, work with them one-on-one -on -one or whatever it is, but just making them aware that this is just, one component of the pie and that there's you know six seven eight other pieces that need to be done in order for this to be effective so um, but webinars work really well especially in today's climate i know everybody is probably thinking but we're on zoom all the time i'm sick of zoom but it's really an effective way to get in front of your audience and to um share value with them where people run into trouble is when they get on there and they don't offer anything that's important or valuable and they monopolize people's time for an hour and then at the end they try to pitch their services and people are too smart for that and they're not going to put up with it and um so always go in with i always say go in with a servant's heart and still have in mind, you know, you're only going to teach them this little piece. And then the other six pieces are what you would offer later. And the other component of that, that I like to point out is that you may be thinking, Oh, I can only give them because this is in my brain. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to just give them step one, because then they won't get any traction. Well, the problem is, is that if you try to give them steps, one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, is that um, they're going to be overwhelmed. And you don't want to overwhelm them because then for sure they're not going to take action. And I'm raising my hand because I've done that before. So that's number six. And then number seven is to create a resource list. And this is a little bit different than a template. Um, a resource list is where you would go out and gather, say, the newest industry knowledge um, for your audience and put it into one document. So they don't have to go hunting and pecking all over the universe. Um, and so let's go back to our meal prepper. So a great resource document that they could create is the latest studies on all of the different diets that are out there. So the paleo diet and the, um, 
eat clean diet and the I don't know there's there's one million different diets that are out there um, the macro nutrient or micronutrient I don't know anyway but or you could have a special diet that's um, specific to people that have diabetes and you could just like put a whole list of resources that you have just went out and gathered up you don't even have to go and do the research you can just gather up the best articles and put them into one resource document and say hey I've gathered all the info on all the diets for 2020 and here you know grab it here um, so you can see which one's going to work best for you and you could even take it like a little bit further and say um, in the document this this diet works best for um, people that are age 20 to 40 or this diet works best for people that um, have these types of issues um, or that are vegan or that you know whatever they are and so that would be a great resource document so think about how you could create a resource document for your audience um, that would be really valuable so that every single time they go and look at it they're seeing your branding on it and going oh man I go to this thing all the time I wonder what they're doing um, because part of branding branding your um, downloads and things like that is that when they're in front of people, they're going to remember, oh, yeah, I got this from Elisa. And this, I, I wonder what she's up to now. And then they'll go back and they'll come to your website and different things like that. So make it easy for them to stay connected with you when you, when you create those documents. Um, but a resource document doesn't take that much time to put together and it can be a really great list grower. So that's it. Let's recap really quick. There are seven different ways that we went through today to grow your list. One is to create an email course. Two is to create a template of some sort that will make their lives easier. Three is to put create a quiz. Um, four was to turn your book into an ebook. Uh, five was to create a challenge experience. Number six was to host a webinar. And number seven was to create a resource list. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. I appreciate you being here and uh, always for your kind words and comments. And I will see you next week with a special guest who's going to talk to us about making quick decisions simply. In the meantime, take care, stay well, and I'll see you soon. If you're struggling with what to say, who to say it to, and where to say it, you may need my new Ideal Client Worksheet. The Ideal Client Worksheet helps you discover the important questions that you need to ask when it comes to finding your clients. It will help you understand them, understand their problems, so that you connect with them, attract them, turn them into leads, and convert them into customers. So go grab your copy today at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client.